Hello and welcome to Into the Barrier podcast. I'm George Close. And I'm Ben Harker. We are crashing into all things Formula One for this 2021 season. Did Toto Wolf always lose a musical chairs as a child? How much sausage curb is too much sausage curb? And is Zach Brown the new Che Guevara? And we want you, our marshals, to get involved in the discussion too. So make sure you follow us at F1 Into The Barrier on all social media platforms. So George, we're going back to a track that's familiar to us this weekend, Barcelona. What's your expectations for this race weekend? Are we going to see a battle at the front? Are we going to see a battle in the midfield? And what else is happening across the paddock? I think a battle in the midfield is guaranteed. The drivers really love this track and with some minor changes to the layout, they seem even more eager to drive the wheels off those cars. I'm really excited. Which battle are you most looking forward to, Ben? I think the battle that's at the forefront of my mind, we're in Spain. It's got to be between Alonso and Sainz, surely. I can see Sainz probably having the edge on Alonso, but then you look at the practice sessions and Alpine are right up there. So maybe Alpine have got the edge here and Alonso might have the better of it in Barcelona. Who knows? Who do you see that battle going to? Both drivers are coming into this race with some serious form and have really closed the gap on their teammates. I think Sainz might just have closed that gap a little bit more on Leclerc and I'm excited to see him perform in the race. But the one thing I will say, those Alpine upgrades are clearly working. They've looked really strong in FP1 and FP2, finishing fourth and fifth in the latter on pace. I'm not sure how to call it, Ben. I'm really excited. Ben, can you tell me a little bit about this change to the track and what's going on at Turn 10? They've essentially flattened the corner out, so it's not as tight and you can actually carry a bit more speed into it. So when you come out of it, you can carry a lot more speed into the pit straight. And this should hopefully help with overtaking at Barcelona because we always know that's a problem here. And cars are always complaining about when you get stuck behind a car, you can't really get past it unless it's a massive overspeed. But hopefully we're carrying more speed into the pit straight and then hitting DRS. We're going to see a lot more battles on track, especially going to Turn 1. And I guess, Ben, we're going to have our eye on that last sector because it gives us a hint and an indication of who might be on top in the crown jewel of Formula One, Monaco. But sticking with Barcelona, Ben, elsewhere on the track, looking forward, do you think Mercedes have got an edge on Red Bull? At the beginning of the long runs we saw in practice, it looked like Mercedes had about 0.6, 0.7 sort of gap to Red Bull. So it looked like Mercedes was just going to dominate this weekend. And then suddenly, the longer the stint went on, Red Bull came back into it and Perez was in point one of Lewis. So actually, I don't think it's as clear cut as our first impressions were. I do feel Mercedes probably going to have the edge in qualifying. But, you know, with Max and Perez, they can really manage a race and actually outperform a car to get it up into second and third, perhaps competing for the win. So it's going to be interesting to see how it actually unfolds and if actually Red Bull are no longer the stronger package and Mercedes have overtaken them. I'm really looking forward to it. I can't call it. This is the best thing about this race year, George. I just can't call where it's going to go at all. I think Red Bull aren't going to have the same track limits complaints on the radio because the track is a lot more brutal to drivers if they go offline. We've got those big sausage curbs. We've seen bits of car already flying off in practice. We talked about them last week, maybe taking a bit more responsibility for ensuring they're maximising their points potential by exploiting, which is what Formula One's there to do, exploiting the rules within reason. I see it going slightly Mercedes' way. I think we're going to see Mercedes on top in qualifying. Max will no doubt be strong in the race, but I can't be sure. And that's why it's so good. The one thing that does seem to be maybe throwing a spanner in your Lando Norris cult, Ben, is have McLaren drop back a bit. Have Alpine and Ferrari pushed forward. 
Well, I've got to stand strong here and bear the weight of my court on my shoulders like I didn't do a few weeks ago and I paid the price. So this time, I'm going to back him. The thing is with McLaren, they actually don't have the best practices over the past few race weekends. We saw them actually start to struggle last race weekend, but actually Lando Norris coming through and although qualifying in 7th, finishing in 5th. And I see the same sort of way it's going to play out today. I feel like everyone's very comfortable with the track and actually they were just trying to mix it up and just play with tyre strategies so they have all this information going into the race. And I think that's where they're going to outperform the other cars. I do still feel that they probably had the extra bit of pace in qualifying as well. But I feel like this could be a redemption moment for Ricardo. I feel like if Ricardo qualifies well, he'll finish well. And that is just going to boost his confidence. And then it's going to be interesting to see that dynamic where they could still be friends when they're competing for really high points, possibly podiums. You know, I'm really excited for this. I don't know what it is every time we talk about the battles. And they're going, I don't know who's going to win it, George, but I just know it's going to be exciting for a change. Yes, and more eyes on McLaren than just the drivers this weekend. We saw last week, or earlier this week, Zach Brown came out with his manifesto for Formula One. Is he the new Che Guevara? Are we seeing a revolutionary within the sport? Should he be waving a little orange book? <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure anyone in F1 could be classed necessarily as new Che Guevara figure, just on the whole capitalism side of things. However, I feel like it's a very good point, and he put some sensible policies for him, such as the blind voting. That just makes sense. That's how it should be in, in a democratic world. Then you get a fair reflection of what people want instead of being held accountable by the bigoties, the engine suppliers, for voting against them, for instance. It's very sensible. I like him. You know what? He's he's here in F1 for the right reasons and he wants to make it better. I can only applaud that. There to drive change. I'm so excited about the next 10 years in Formula One. There's people within this sport that care about competitiveness. We've seen Mercedes as one of the champions of the cost cap. We also saw quite a bold statement from Valtteri Bottas and Mercedes this week about rumours that Bottas was going to be replaced mid-season if he wasn't up to scratch. What did you make of Mercedes saying quite categorically that they won't be replacing Bottas mid-season? I feel Mercedes were never going to replace Bottas mid-season. I know there were rumours, but it's the same with all sport. As soon as someone starts underperforming, these rumours start flying around. I don't think Mercedes were ever that team. They're very loyal. When you look at team ethics, the no-blame culture that they've got. Red Bull, on the other hand, they have the whole driver academy where they've got the fresh new talent coming through. And because they've got so many drivers competing and got sister team, it almost makes sense for them to move on from the feeder team into the parent team if someone's struggling in the parent team because actually they're not out of F1. Whereas if you do that with Mercedes, the driver will go out of F1. What did you make of the whole affair where they actually had to come out and make these such strong statements? I think it was probably led by Valtteri. He's got a contract until the end of the season. I think Mercedes shut it down well and we can get on and we can focus on this season. And when it gets to the back end of this season, sure, let's bring up those discussions again. The driver market is always fun to talk about. I just like the bit of shade they throw in at Red Bull. But George, we've discussed about Bottas and his struggling form. And this is his second race to prove to you that he deserves a Mercedes long-term future. Whilst it's all right for us to say that Mercedes won't replace him mid-season, do you still feel he has a point to prove to the team? Yeah, definitely. I think Bottas needs to pass Hamilton or Verstappen on pace on track. At least once, hopefully this weekend. I gave him two races, so if he does it this weekend, perfect. He's lived up to my expectations. But that's what he's missing. He's got poles in him. He's got race in him. I've not seen him on pace past them, so that's what he needs to do. 
So we'll have to see how that unfolds, I guess, for you and see if he lives up to your expectations of him. Some sort of school report going on. <laughs> and speaking on that, what's your predictions for this race weekend then? Because I'd be interested to see if Bottas, you're still predicting him high. So is it a story of great expectations but no substance for you? Or do you reckon he's going to qualify high and finish the race highs? I want your top three in qualifying and your top five in the race. I'm going to be quite boring and my qualifying top three is going to be the same as my finished top three. Hamilton on pole, Bottas second, Verstappen third. We're going to see the 60 shared podium is going to be a slightly different order to last week my fourth and fifth I think Perez is going to get fourth in the race but he's going to qualify a bit lower down and I can see Charles Leclerc coming in with a strong fifth I will make a little note I'm so excited for the Alpine McLaren Ferrari battle in that midfield I think it's going to be brilliant so that fifth spot is really up for grabs oh we'll have to see if Bottas actually has to pass Verstappen after the qualifying or whether he's just going to be in front of him the entire time if you can't overtake him on the track, George, then I guess he doesn't live up to your expectations. But moving on to my qualifying, I've got Hamilton Bottas Verstappen. I feel like that's the, the pace that looks like it from practice. I feel that's a solid bet. If you were a betting man, I don't bet, but I'm sure you do. You've got millions lying around, haven't you? And, uh, my... <laughs> Let's address this. We're not having these accusations thrown around in this podcast. I might have millions in reserves on my fantasy team because I'm not very good at spending it. Look, I don't know. I live up north and to me, London, it seems like a very costly place. Anyway, my top five, I still see Lewis going out front controlling the race this is where i see it slightly different to you i want to get the battle of the midfield involved in the top five this is my goal so i've had to drop one of the drivers in the top two teams so in second place i got verstappen but in third i've got perez because i'm still not sold on bottas at all and i still feel he's going to have an issue over the race something's going to go wrong for him and he won't be able to come through the midfield that's how i'm seeing it and then in fourth place i've got alonso i feel alonso is going to dominate this track i feel like he's coming back home he's feeling more comfortable in the car this Alpine looks like it's hooked up. I feel like he could do really well. He could qualify fairly high. And I think he could finish the race high off the back of that. And then because I need to stay with my call, I back Landon Norris to stay in the top five and finish fifth. You've given me your predictions for the top five. Have you put it into your fantasy team? Have you backed up your predictions with your lineup? Yes, George, I've tried my best to try and get my predictions into my team. And because I feel like Red Bull are going to have two cars finishing in the top three, I backed them as my constructor for this race weekend. I've kept Verstappen at the top because he is slightly cheaper than Lewis. So he basically gets me an extra half-decent driver in there that's going to finish in the points. And then I've got Norris in there classic Norris he's got to stay in there then I've got Ocon to carry on his form I feel like he's only going to get better and better Russell's still in there because as we touched on before he's a 6.3 bargain he could still theoretically get some points in that car so we'll see how that plays out I've got Leclerc in there because I feel like having a McLaren having an Alpine and having a Ferrari is probably going to be key to this race weekend and actually probably across the season because I do feel that the midfield is very tight at the moment and of course George I made the mistake once I'm not making my mistake again I've turbo drive land Norris. How is your team shaping up? Have you decided to copy me again or have you actually come up with some fresh ideas? Fresh ideas are in abundance because I am leading my team with Hamilton, followed by Norris, who I can't let go of at 13.8 million. Charles Leclerc leads my team as the turbo driver. I have a good feeling about Ferrari this weekend. I brought in Ocon and Alpine as my constructor. Alpine seem ripe for some points. They're a good value constructor and I'm excited about these upgrades. And 
I think Ocon does have the potential to continue his good run of form. Whether or not him and Alonso finish on top is a close call, but Ocon at 10.3 seems a good way to budget. I've then kept Sonoda. A bit of a quiet weekend last race, but in practice, Alpha Tauri have shown some good pace, and I think perhaps Sonoda might come good this weekend. I will put in a little note, Mick Schumacher has some potential for other teams looking to try and maximise top four drivers. Perhaps Mick Schumacher's going to become a bit of a George Russell figure. He's 5.7, he can be a reliable, out-qualifying, out-scoring teammate, and maybe even a pass on track like he did last week on Latifi. So, Sunday drivers are set and ready to go. But remember, guys, we want to hear your opinions on our discussion too. So make sure you follow us at F1 Into the Barrier on all social media platforms and get involved in the league, get involved in the discussion. We're crashing out now and hope you can join us for when we review the Barcelona Grand Prix and see who comes out in the fantasy. I'm still hoping it's me. But we both need to work really hard to try and close this gap on Jim C. 